Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Headspace Podcast. This is the show where we break down the new hip-hop albums track by track, and we got thoughts and opinions on every single song. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Chrome. And today we'll be talking about clipping, clipping. There existed an addiction to blood, and that is the album that we'll be discussing today. So before we get into it, we're going to do our little intro bit where we'd like to do things like introduce who we are a little bit and let you know that you can uh, skip ahead by checking the description of the video. On that note, we recognize that we are not necessarily professionals. We are instead people who just started reviewing albums one day and have kept at it and just keep doing it week over week, studying the music that comes out, trying to wrap our heads around it go through albums as a whole and try to understand the story or the bigger picture behind these albums and just show some appreciation with a little more depth than maybe what else is out there whether we succeed or not but that's entirely up to you which is why we love the comments because y'all really do a lot to help us make smarter choices over time on how we research on how we learn etc and uh last week what album did we talk about mr christopher casanova behind these scars yep casanova behind these scars and on that we got a comment from pepo 79 who said lil kim album is better than casanova and vado album real talk and i have to say from what i've heard of the lil kim album it was better than the casanova project and uh, maybe we should have reviewed that instead is my thoughts because that casanova album is one of the first i didn't like this year that we reviewed all things considered uh, and i'm like pretty much everything i hear so i don't know sometimes there's just certain things about music that can get under your skin depending on i guess what's important to you when you're hearing the track so this week anyway we moved on from that so before we jump into the episode i did want to just say we're on Spotify and Podbeam and hopefully on iTunes slash Apple Music soon. We're waiting to be approved over there, but they're killing iTunes, so who knows how long that takes. But yeah, if you don't want to watch this on YouTube, you can go check out Behind That Suit Reviews on Spotify. Give us a little follow over there. And I guess you can follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook to stay up to date with when like new episodes drop. If you do choose to go on those platforms and want to leave the YouTube world behind, because I do understand YouTube is a pretty data intensive platform and you don't necessarily need to see our faces to appreciate what we do here but uh just wanted to let you know that's available and i guess i'll start linking that down below where you can follow us on different places if you would so prefer to and on that note before we get into it i want to thank the people who made that possible special thanks to the patrons ismail gadamsey chris prado jonathan barnes dj black hurricane linda williamson coney sparks they're dope they support what we do this is going to be the first episode we've recorded knowing that we're on spotify so it's very exciting it feels like a momentous occasion uh knowing there are people who won't be able to comment below listening to this doom 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 We'll never know what they think unless they come check us out on youtube and we'll reach out on twitter and facebook hey look at that anyway what album are we doing today so for this week's headspace album review we went with clipping there existed an addiction to blood so on the reel i did not know who clipping was episode um, 144 fair enough um but basically uh what happened was is ismail our patron uh, commented and said you should check out this clipping or uh black moon and black moon's project was was really good actually i did listen to it but 
I felt that ultimately the clipping project would be very interesting to talk about having heard a little bit of it and just how I guess different it came off to me in the little preview so that's how come we came to chose this we thought it was important to kind of contextualize in this show both like why we picked the albums and our familiarity with the acts because you know people seem to care and uh, we want to be as candid as possible with y'all so for me it was like I first heard of clipping as a musical entity about a day ago uh, <coughs> and whenever you're watching this for me as recording this it was a day ago and then uh, yeah I heard it and then now we're here talking about it I don't know if you've uh, heard of clipping before no it was uh, one of those moments it was one of those moments where you asked me which one we're doing and I went I don't know either of the groups so um Completely yeah clueless. however i did look at black moon and like it was like a, a tough choice and um i i may we may end up actually just reviewing that album anyway in in a future date or whatever i have a vacation coming up so maybe we bang on a couple extra reviews um because it, it was good i don't want to take away from that album no, it's, it's just very... when we talk about the clipping album you'll see why i was so excited to discuss this one although you coming here probably have heard this project to know what's up so i thought it was cool that um this uh just who clipping is for those who don't know it consists of producers william hudson and jonathan snipes that they bang on the instrumentals that's what i understand and uh the rapper of the group is david diggs so when i clicked on his uh wikipedia i was quite excited to see that this guy has won a tony and a grammy award for his work with uh the hamilton project or the the musical thingy i'm sorry if i said that wrong and i was like damn that's a pretty like interesting like person to come across like just in terms of not knowing who he was at all and then realizing how profound i guess at least this rapper dude is mm -hmm. and so i got really excited seeing that but like ultimately i don't know i want to get into the project as soon as possible because i don't have a lot more here i don't want to just stretch it with filler because um i don't know anything else that was what i've discovered up until this point and then we listened to the album uh, do you have anything more to add before we discuss the cover and the no, title? we can jump right into that. What do you think of it? I mean, the title is cool. There existed an addiction of blood. It makes me consider that this is going to be a poetic because of the way it's worded. Like, it's not going to be a straightforward album, right. but, like, not necessarily too coded, but, like, <clears throat> something with a point to prove. But then when you consider what it's saying and you consider our society, it instantly, I'm sure, for many people can can elicit different images of how our, our ourselves or Absolutely. other people we know are addicted to blood. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I can just remember when wrestling kind of went from PG-13 to, like, PG and the blood stopped, how upset everyone was that there wouldn't be, like, bleeding in WWE main events you know and so just just that was like one of the things that just popped into my head when i first heard the title so i don't know uh what about you um i've kind of took it as like a myth type of title like it sounded more like some like harry potter type ish title like okay. and i don't know it just it just sounded very like fictional very kind of we're gonna get some storytelling. We're gonna get some some like imagery. We're gonna get some like some creative ideas that are that are yeah gonna explain a message, but they also may be like you said like you know m metaphorical or connecting in different ways, but like written in a way that is I guess a little bit fun because I didn't I wasn't like I didn't get anything really serious from this title. I got more like in interesting. Like I I'm more interested to see what's gonna happen. Okay. Kinda. So. The cover does very little for me. 
It looks like a bunch of nails or whatever coming at me. Meh. Like you're falling and you're like looking at like pit of like spikes, I guess maybe. I don't know. It's not my favorite cover. It's very black. I don't I have a lot like, more to say. I feel like it's in, uh, like it's kind of like an old type of style painting. Like just like the wooden sticks or just kind of the way they're loaded out. I feel like there's some maybe some type of symbolism there. But I agree with the whole like spike thing. It just kind of looks like a deathbed. Anyway, uh, we can move into the project and we can talk about the first track, which is called Intro on this project. There existed an addiction to blood. All right, Chris, what did you think about this introduction? I thought it was cool. Um, the way that it was presented kind of gave me this like cell phone-y feel. Uh, felt like it was like this message that uh, the character is, I guess, trying to give to somebody uh, in some like coded way. Uh, but it was a very interesting way to start off the album, I do feel. Um, starts off, uh, Mac like you don't remember the cash and the money, the mad dash after the ball had dropped. And I kind of took that line as if like you have to kind of grind like you like you remember not having money or not being able to or, like coming from a from the ground up. Um, the mad dash after the ball had dropped. I think that's kind of like, you know, having to be on your toes and like be, being like just ready to go. Uh, and just the, the, the idea of like the ball dropping is kind of just like that moment of, I guess, like the shit hitting the fan, just another type of metaphor. Um, dolphin turn tail on your right turn tail on your right then uh then and the water was hot kind of sounds like somebody has like betrayed or kind of just addressing like somebody's turned on him or something like that and now like the ocean or the atmosphere is kind of all different and so far i i feel like he's given us this idea of where we're going to be taken to just like kind of like the, the city the world the universe that we're going to be entering into um i really enjoy the detailed the detailing of the lyrics uh dolphin turned tail on you right and the water was hot boiling oiling separating all the good stuff to the top and then the bottom fell out of the bodies hit the flow same old bare face and the body while you come pay rolling like i feel he just gives a lot of that trying to really picture give you that picture while he's writing the lyrics which i thought was cool and what is all. he trying to describe with his pictures i feel like it's just it, it it's kind of just building up this context of what we're about to get i'm not and what are we about to get a story a creepy story from what, and I understand. what is the story about i don't know awesome because he goes you know dolphin to tail and first of all like it's got this greenness to it and in the background of it there is like a shovel that is digging a hole and it almost pictures and maybe i'm inspired by the album's description on Bandcamp, where it, it does kind of says shit about bodies and whatnot but you almost picture like a person with that shovel by himself in the middle of the woods somewhere digging up a hole to drop a dead body in right so you have that atmosphere going on and then when you get to that boiling oil separating all the good stuff to the top all right it's kind of vague but it kind of indicates that something's gonna happen and maybe there's a segregation of good and bad and then the bottom fell out and the bodies hit the floor and then it's like oh okay kind of picture like a car or some shit or whatever and same old bare face and body while you come play role and everybody rocking that halo back in the day and but they know say no more the ghost of bitches and chickens come here to roost and 
I just get the feeling that it is very descriptive in terms of creating an atmosphere for where the worst is going to happen. This is the bottom. This is the darkness. This is like the evilish shit that exists where like the actual killer is going to put the body in the ground. And every snitch that was put in this hitch got thread that's connected to the truth and demons seeking freedom out here weaving the guilt. Uh, and there may even be some meaning gleaming in the streets that they built. And it just kind of almost like has this picture of all these desperate souls seeking some kind of redemption or seeking some kind of or like intermingling and everyone's just trying to find meaning in the life you know like and there may even be some meaning gleaming in the streets that they built so you look at the streets i think that's a clue to looking at this is going to be a satirization of the hood and the environment that you're you're kind of put into by using these horror-esque theme to describe the situation so when you're looking at these lines it almost is what everyone else is describing you know make that money hit that grind i'm a killer i'm gonna do all these things and then he's kind of taking it to an extreme in like a literal sense here so i agree with you entirely that this is setting the atmosphere for the story that we're getting into the story of i guess what happens when you take the like the hood lyrics this seriously you know uh, and they're because the streets that they built is on top of dead bodies in the olden days when the pen was a quill and blood was the ink upon which all them scary stories was built. Which I like, I, I do like that line. And the, way, the reason why I like it is because it, it kind of gave me this literal picture of the world itself like, just all the people before us. Um, looking back how like again whenever what was written was kind of like law kind of like if it was written down you had to kind of believe it and then a lot of just the wars and like even the gladiator battles and shit like that is kind of what I pictured a little bit too is just that was part of stories that were told and the, the heroes kinda, and like, this I kind of took it like and this may be graphic but stories of like how when the colonizers came to america there was this moment that took place where like 200 dudes on horses with guns killed and it's estimated to be this number of 80,000 native people in one setting because the native folk who had encountered them did not understand what men on horses with guns were and were petrified and they just like slaughtered them all so when i see that and i picture like you know ink upon the quill i picture the treaties and the contracts and the way it was dealt with and the blood was the ink upon uh, which autumn scary stories was built right and so that kind of moves into lore right and how all these lures and different things come from probably a lot of terrible moments in history and I'm just guessing here, right? Because this shit is pretty fucking obscure. On top of that, he's right about how it like kind of comes in through this faded speaker, kind of on a phone thing. Like it's downplaying the quality of it, but to fit the complete atmosphere. Meanwhile, it just feels like, it just feels like you're like watching a horror movie. Whereas I find like a lot of horrorcore that we have listened to approaches the horrorcore themes but doesn't necessarily really make me feel fear. I feel I've, like I've never felt fear listening to horrorcore. You know it was more mean? like the Rob Zombie hack and slash gory shit that right. is more what I get out of what I've heard of horrorcore. Just, Whereas, on, just on that note, there is certain parts in this album that when I was reviewing it last night, um, it was like, I kind of got scared. 
like just certain way that the production was used the production was made how they use certain sound effects and they really kind of go in on like creating the whole i want to say like cinematic feel to the whole track individually and and i'll I'll talk about it on other tracks of course it like you the, the just the concept of like feeling fear yeah like you know in like scary movies that like noise when dudes like behind you are like creeping up or whatever and you're kind of like not aware of it like they do they they kind of gave me that effect so like just really oof. so like just to add on to the native thing right he moves if you jump ahead just a little bit and i know we basically went through a lot of the lyrics and again i could be wrong about anything and for all of y'all that do understand the lyrics better because you've been listening to this for weeks and have just discovered this review i'm really open to hearing your interpretations of anything and your clarifications and whatnot because everyone else coming to read the comments would also benefit from that too so that would make you the mvp watching this person person watching this is what i meant to say but he goes fucker the real skinwalker don't give a fuck how you feel they ate pieces of meat like you for breakfast get it um and the skinwalker is apparently in navajo culture uh, a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into possess or disguise themselves as an animal this is also the term used for healers so if you go real metaphorical with that shit right so it's almost like how the government and other such entities present themselves as saviors and messiahs and hope and all these good things but are really there to destroy you and hurt you in such a way so if you look at the hood it's almost like the different forces and entities that make all the false promises about the benefit of everybody but really are just creating circumstances to further the detriment of society or if you look at just i don't know colonial history it's just littered with lots of terrible actions i don't know anyway so i got all that kind of triggered from it so deal with it the steel and shit moon is full your silver chain is beautiful they make a lot of werewolfy kind of references throughout this album so i think it's relevant i didn't catch it at first but seeing that now i think it's just worth bringing it up it could be some illusion your silver chain is beautiful i don't know that much about werewolf lore but silver is often associated with it you know silver bullets and shit and beautiful who never seen the light of day anyway any day uh, anybody could pass monsters out here just as passionate as men out for cash bloodsucker ain't never been a big enough fire to give a fuck the triggers up cross your heart give it up and then it just cuts off like the call it disconnects and that makes it i feel like our protagonists or the different people we're approaching are going to be the certain participants of a lifestyle that may be just what you would exist in the night the type of people who avoid the day the type of people who live in the shadows and those kind of parallels the idea of the bloodthirsty monsters with the people thirsty for cash by any means necessary and this is the parallel i believe they were trying to communicate and so in a sense you're going to use this horror imagery to describe a series of circumstances and i'm saying this with the hindsight of many of the themes discussed on the album now but i believe it's meant to describe a lot of the scenarios that impact the hood uh in different environments like that but using real horror as like a way to describe what the reality is like because i can tell you one thing if i listen to this late at night for the first time i may have been scared from a music album because this shit is so creepily well put together like i mean we're talking a minute here and he says all of that because like his pace is fast like i I don't think i can do it justice just off the top of my head but it's like mac like you don't remember the catching the money the mad dash after the ball that dropped off into tail and he went and there's like kind of a that frantic pace Mm -hmm. that it's coming at it kind of 
it kind of sounds like a little bit of a chant like yeah. in the middle of what like you when you were saying like kind of sounds like he's digging a de- digging a, bo- uh, a, a grave or something or digging a hole kind of sounds like he's chanting this as he's doing all of these acts mm-hmm. and it kind of makes him have this like uh hyperventilating feel where he's like really talking fast and breathing heavily and he's like panicking as he's doing the action it, it really sets up a nice anyway if you i give this a 4.5 on 5 this is the album gets better this can't be a five like this isn't the greatest thing you're gonna hear but it's an amazing start to the project it is a 4.5 on 5 as far as introductions go i believe it serves the role it's supposed to where uh it sucks you right the fuck out of what you're doing and it makes it brings you into the world but unlike most introductions i find this re-listenable as an individual entity as like a song where I'd, I'd i'd be okay if this came on on random in the middle of whatever just kind of reminded me this album's out there but still be a fresh ass one minute little verse in and of itself and that's not something i find a lot of intros bring to the table a lot of intros even like the really good ones tend to be only really good within the confine of the album and maybe i'm just spoiler alert this album blew my fucking mind maybe i'm just really biased or something in its favor but this shit was nice because it's like a minute little verse there he's killing it like if you're like me fast rapping i know you're like me it's fucking intoxicatingly fun when delivered in an interesting and different way so if you're busy rapping about cocaine strippers and hoes and it's not interesting i'm not really going to be that down for your music if you're whining about how the mainstream is whatever there's lots of tropes in fast rap that i find boring cricket rhymes everybody knows what i mean there uh you just get these annoying repetitious attitudes instead of tripping me up by dropping something that is absolutely like new in a sense i also want to say the rhyming and the the lyric placement in this in these songs are really cool like he doesn't rhyme all of the lines he kind of says it in like he kind of does it in in like sentences like it if it has to end on a different rhyme to 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 formulate the whole picture of it it'll happen and it doesn't sound offbeat and it doesn't sound like it was like not supposed to be there it really just kind of like a little slap to the face like oh another noise and then we're back into the little same type of rhyme scheme but it when when you're following along with the lyrics and you're following along and listening it really just builds that bigger that bigger picture um i i did give the intro a four um it's fine you don't have to like things as much as i do and the truth is when we grade in your albums nothing is safe except for the fact that i'm probably going to give it a high grade I mean, like, like here's the thing. It's not often you you hear a song that just completely enthralls you, in my opinion, hits you with subject matter that you've literally never heard anybody deliver quite like this, and I, it just blows my mind. This track, honestly, like, so the B type in this calm, subdued. But like, yep. head bopping, like do do do, like <laughs> like it's, just, it's like, got it's, this jazzy just... little like bass to it, and it just really just it, it again with the off timing, like there isn't it doesn't feel like there is a proper structure to how the music is supposed to sound. 
it really just sounds like it feels like an experience every single yeah. song is an experience okay yeah. that is the best way to describe it but i don't agree about him there's a clear introductory structure and math behind the rhythm and how the beat flows out it's actually not that non-typical um even like this song it's four minutes and 57 seconds which is an average length for a full three verse song with uh pre-chorus and a chorus i'm not saying that i'm saying no but structurally speaking well I, I was just talking like if you hear the intro to this song the little like piano keys oh, and it, you're counting the piano keys the the timing of when the beat of when like the the, the bass comes in it it kind of sounds like it's off beat like it kind of nah, sounds like it's well, just free flowing in like if there's i no... would say like it sounds like it, it's a rock bass line a lot more than a hip-hop bass line mm. Cause like it didn't sound off beat to me, but like if I were to compose a more arpeggio driven bass line, which I did play bass for a little, little bit in case you were wondering, um, and it would be something more note driven like that, right? Yeah. It wouldn't be the same rhythm as the lead per se. So like, huh. I guess it's maybe something that's underutilized in hip hop and maybe that's something that should be changed. Either way, I get what you're saying now, but man, when he kicks in, first of all, his vocals are hella clean hella crisp and clear in a way that adds element right because it is a story and it is driven entirely by his narrative yeah and you don't really know what the track's about at first so it's like everyone's safe and sound it's a family too only homies around everyone here is crew and i'm not gonna lie i feel like this is such a pleasant and nice start you're like oh it, it already but it already so for me i'm already in that this is going to be a like trap song and I don't mean trap like 808 drums and stuff. I meant like we're about to go into a trap house. That's straight fair. up. Like that was the first thing that came to I my know, mind. I know, but it, it still out. seems kind of nice until you get something foul in the air. Of course. Something feelings askew. Wind is in the pipe. Is that whistle calling for you? And he does it like really steady, right? Like really <laughs> Every, flow. Like everyone safe in sound. This our family do. And that flow is ridiculous. It's so nice. It's such a, like an intoxicating flu flow, honestly. Um, anyway. So windows boarded, sealed, bolts bolted in lock, product cooking on pace, weaponry fully stocked. And you're right, it's describing a typical trap house. Everything's kind of blocked out. Everything's what it is. Everybody's there. This is my favorite line, though. Body sleeping, sleeping in shifts. Other, other bodies, bodies keep, keep watch. Bullets are for anybody caught running up in the spot. And I love the pop, pop. Drop the lights to drop low. Something shot from the trees. And I love that, right? Because he's describing the setup. All right, so we got everything locked down. Right. We got the people sleeping on shift. Right. We got the other people left there going. You know, bullets are for anybody caught running in the spot. Right. You know, so it's implying almost like anybody that's going to invade on the situation is going to get caught. And then you get the pop pop describing what you would typically think, all right, they're gonna shoot, they're describing them shooting, but no, it's a complete role reversal. Yeah. The pop pop turns out to not be that at all because drop the lights to drop low, something shot from the trees went, and you're like, what? All of a yeah. sudden, no, you're in the trap house, ready to go, everything, and you look at, boom, somebody gets fucking shot in the neck, okay? Come straight through the front door, homie dropped oh, to his knees. Blood, blood seeping from, from his neck, neck and he struggles to breathe. Brain. Wooden floor is stained wet, gets, gets sophomore, then he bleeds. And it's those little details, right? Because, I mean, I'm, I've never been in a moment where that's happened. So you can only be left to have your imagination running. But as a writer, right? right having that extra detail like you think about it what happens after somebody gets shot on a wooden floor the blood would seep into the wood yeah. and make it get softer and it's that level of descriptiveness that really i think takes it from being like a regular thing 
to like you're completely into this like it's an audio fucking book and you're like holy shit yeah anyway yeah and then you're just left like what the fuck i don't know about you guys but i was left with a what the well fuck? comes in right into the pre-chorus going on like a quicker on a quicker flow didn't know when didn't know when some of them was coming, but they creeping on the come up, but never have in your face. Have a face it. It's a letter resonating so in your bone a minute when you shiver, make it like a slipper for. So it's so nice. So it is at that kind of a Wait, pace. I do wanna. I did Let's wanna obviously say creeping on a come up, bone thugs, and then he goes face it, letter resonate in your bone a minute, right? And I thought that was fucking ridiculous, right? Because he does the creeping on a come up line, which is interesting because that's kind of has some demon summary going on in their older work. Um, let it resonate in your bone a minute when you shiver because again it kind of plays into the imagery but i wanted to say how incredible it is that they gave the nod to bone thugs like that and i think it's important for people to kind of you know let you know where the inspiration is right so it gives you that little nod of the history of things and like bone thugs is very seminal I believe in the sound that we're playing with in this track in terms of the speed and rhythm delivery and subject matter and to give them that shout out i think is really really cool and um i haven't heard creeping on it come up yet but east 99 eternal is pretty dope and our review of that on this very channel got really hella hated so if you want to watch us make asses of ourselves you know what to do um i did want to say though I like how the pre-chorus, because um, first of all, I want to call this the chorus. I don't care what Genius says, and what they call the chorus, I'm calling the post-chorus. That's my opinion. Fair. Um, the cor- the chorus or whatever changes uh, throughout the song, and it's for an effect. <sighs> we should have brought that up when it changed the next time. I, I know, it's but a story. I'm excited because here it, it does it, do it, that. Here it goes. Didn't no one summon what was coming? Right. But it creep it right. But so it's, it's the fact that he says didn't no one summon. It's it's like there's this there's this theory like kind of giving you this idea that nobody knew this was happening or that like the fact that the cops raided this place yeah is completely a holy shit how did this happen kind well, of we idea. don't actually know it's the cops yet right like i know i ruined well i, I kind of broke the storyline but we don't actually know it's the cops yet we just know that somebody got shot because at first i thought it was a rival who, gang team who, okay fine so it could be a rival somebody came at them and they don't know so it might not be the cops fine so somebody shot at them and they're like how did this happen we were ready to go and safe and board it up is the right. implication but and then i just i like the way he flips the chorus that goes rip it life slipping away and maybe you can make it out with just a little bit of grace as though even though everybody's dying and shit maybe you can sneak out Uh, but it truly doesn't give a fuck about the fear you feel and it's here to make you understand that nothing is safe and it's like death doesn't care when that shit's coming when that consequence comes you're Mm -hmm. done nothing is safe nothing is sacred nothing nothing is safe nothing to pray for nothing is safe nothing Nothing is. is and then the next verse starts and you're just like to stay low all is quiet and still peering through the window staring over the field the scent of death in the air nothing out there looks real close the homie's eyes anyway instead of going okay instead of going through it like bar 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 what ends up happening in this verse that's super significant you should really listen to this track and they'll describe it he'll describe it with much better detail but um what ends up happening is uh, a like- phone that no one should call starts ringing one time. So that refers to the fact that there's phone bombs that are triggered by being called. So somebody throws this phone bomb up to the phone. That phone gets clipped in. All the homies eyes slide to the wall. So they see the phone drop in. Boom. It blows oh, up. Like tears the wall off. All of a sudden, the air rushes in. Cold as fuck. But bullets start slapping. So 
So it's essentially, yeah, a little mobile phone grenade like, blows uh, up the fucking wall. Kinda, and all of a sudden, I thought it was guns like, is firing from everywhere inside. I'm a little excited. This album's fucking well, ridiculous. I took it different. Well, I mean, like that that makes more sense. But I kind of took it as like in the like I kind of pictured everybody I, in the kitchen. I know. And like, then like the, 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 the genius phone, annota- and then it rings off. That's what I thought. Right. But then the genius annotation said that shit, and I'm like, oh, that makes more sense within the way this guy writes the album. Right. But, like right, it's because right. it's really. And then um, the mission has failed. The wood is split. The chandelier. Fa- and I'm like, oh shit! The mission of staying alive is, is failed, right? Yeah. You are all dying, and will anyone re- will really will anyone care? Truth like death comes for everyone. You're like, oh. So now, first, one dude gets clipped. And I don't, okay, you guys can't see what I'm doing, but that's like the sound effects embodying the story of the sh- of the whole thing. But and then everyone's just the lying there, fucking dying right now, and it's really like, oh, holy crap. And then Chris is right. So the rest of the chorus stays the same except for the fair, uh, the, the first line, which but, lips to barely had to summon what was coming. So but that, I like how I like how it changes after the situation has elevated. Yeah. So it's like, okay, in the first verse, only so far, only one person has gotten shot, and we kind of get this idea that there is a raid happening. Now, in the second verse, after things have quickly escalated and there's this whole big war going, it's kind of like... I like how he changes the chorus to keep up with the present time Mm. of the song. And then we get the third verse where the story takes like a serious twist. So death is coming for you, but you already knew that. So we can take from that that this is like the last moments of our protagonist as they're dying and they're reflecting on stuff, right? I uh, thought the click brought you some safety up in his pack, but it didn't add up. Back up, stand up, strike a pose with your gut up. That's what they like, you suppose. So you almost get the sense of like they're flossing around on the internet with guns, making it all look real cool. Or maybe it's offline and it's just the lifestyle that they're living. Either way, in this verse, what I took from it without going through it line by line is they proceeded to do some kind of a score. They robbed somebody. They did a thing. Ultimately, their actions were a little careless and a person died only one person it almost feels like it's rotted down and then as the situation is unfolding it's like he's thinking back on this crime that everybody committed that triggered this assault I on think, the trap situation i think it's deeper than that i think it's actually i think it's the other way um i don't think it's about the crime i think it's the lifestyle i think it's well, like they're in the trap house they're right, being raided but, everybody's starting and to then, die so when you think back you're like oh shit we actually did do this thing oh and okay, this thing had saying. a okay, consequence okay, yeah, yeah. and so it kind of adds that layer right, of right, right, story right, right, to it right, because right. the third chorus thing is long ago you summoned what was coming right so it's right, implying exactly. that like once when you a, first like when you first joined the gang or something yeah like when or you first like, entered this life uh, you already summoned this it inevitable makes me situation. like like uh think of that kendrick lamar lyric you shot my cousin back in 92 fuck your truce or however he goes right, right? right, right. uh so it's kind of like uh some action you do at any point in time can trigger this consequence so at first like it's thing. like oh crap what the hell's happening and then as time goes on well evidently something's happening and then it's like yeah but you actually did this you're the reason this happened once upon a time and to the point where you kind of look something about how he walk reminds you of someone you look and see a gun a man with no face a golden halo that could be the sun so what you realize and i think it's left open to be you're right maybe it's not just police maybe and we can think police because of what the freaking band camp album notes say but 
we can also take it like this is just a person extracting vengeance on you or karma or godlike figure you know authority something coming back to to instill vengeance on you as a person here is where here is where and this and actually because i was thinking about the whole gang thing um ashes to ashes dust in the lung fire now on everything gasoline been poured last piece of action for you sir come just to the glance and he talks about the dude i don't think cops are pouring gasoline i think that might be some next it doesn't necessarily have to be literal gasoline it could be like metaphorical gas on the fire type thing yeah okay i mean i i just i like the way it's written vaguely enough that this seems to be like a fluid sense of poetry um either way i like also that the beat of this song isn't as necessarily horary as some of the other ones will come to be and instead it's his vocal delivery mm -hmm. the calm the steady that we get on this track that really instills that fear in you and you really almost feel like you're you're seeing this camera in the middle of the room and everything's going down and it's just incredible i don't think i've heard a lot of songs in this nature that have intoxicated me with joy as much as this one did joy is a weird word for this track but i gave it a five on five it's amazing it is like to me this is taking music and taking it to an extreme of interest in the way that like a deltron 3030 did once upon a time he gave the song a 4.7 which is basically a five from chris my five is like it, it, he agrees anyway um i'll give it to you based on chris's five having to be able to listen to it every day i don't think i could this album is very much going to be when i'm in the mood for something like this but it is so good that particular song though is like on i that's on my rotation oh, it's it, the first the second i heard it i had yeah. to hit the little heart on spotify it's next i'm gonna cop the album on Bandcamp. that's how much i fucking like this shit nice um next up though is he did yeah that track i mean I wasn't really expecting the next uh, track to, I guess, follow up with Equal Excellence because it's super rare that the album's first track blows your mind because it's a really crazy intro. The second track just turns out to be this magnificent imaginative story that has you hooked a to z like we're talking you listen to this song five times in a row and you have trouble going on i'm not kidding i listened to that first track five times in a row not because i missed anything right. but because i didn't want to move on to the rest of the album it was so right. good it took so long to review this for that reason and it is I'm not complaining. I'm saying this is an incredibly good day, all things considered. Um, then his next track, I think, just does it again. Like, I don't know who Ed Balloon is, but the way he just comes in with this singiness to it over this haunting, eerie beat, you know, protect your body. They want to take your body. They want to hurt your body and put it in a coffin. It's very clear. Somebody's out to get you. Yep. I like that. I like that straightforwardness. And the way he sings it, like yeah. he he sounds like he's not from here. He sounds like he represents like you know the spirit of uh, like I believe he's supposed to embody like some guardian spirit that's like speaking down to somebody okay. that's like that's how I pictured it. I don't know how else to put it, but like the spirit force in a Disney movie guiding kinda, you and giving you that kind of a warning. I kind of get this like this like even even off. Because again, they're like I said, they're very detailed on how they 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 kind of go through the songs and really give you that imagery. 
um, right off the bat, I already kind of see somebody like running in slow motion as as he's speaking, and you're getting that like visual feel yeah. of like kind of picturing who the person is, trying to figure out the loadout of like where they are, what's the current like. But like, and then you know, you're left with the sense of like a chase because and uh, they want to take your power, they want to make you even lesser and add you to the number. Don't let them get close. They're screaming out murder. You've got to be cautious before they destroy it. Don't let them get close. So you got to repeat it again. And then, um, so you picture somebody chasing you down and wanting to turn you into a statistic is what I took from that. Like, and that doesn't to me leave a lot of options when you're thinking about it. Like, it, it seems like maybe it's the police coming at you. And by you, in this case, I think we're talking about, you know, young black dudes. Um, and then you get this, can you feel it everywhere? And then, oh, he did. And that he dead is the same he dead from Kendrick Lamar's Rigor Mortis, but now it's darker. And uh, David Diggs is saying it in contrast to Ed Balloon singing the, way, the uh, Can You Feel It Everywhere. The way so, he says he dead, it kind of sounds like a, like a inevitability. Yeah. But like, when you're playing, like, you know, when you're watching somebody play a game, Kendrick like, oh, Lamar was saying about other rappers on that track. So he took the exact same purpose. Yeah. But now it's applying it to, like, murder of people. So can you feel it everywhere? Oh, he did. And I mean, like, I mean, recently on a podcast, I said it had been a minute since I had heard of anybody getting shot by the police. And then, you know, I believe it was in Arizona recently, some black guy or some black lady was killed when some cop came in and shot her or whatever. And it's just like, oh, I guess it's, you know, it just is kind of fucked up that's just the end of that um but then you get to the verse and it's only one verse this time and it's a very long verse so in this case i'll agree with you they don't care that much about conventional song structure it's about creating the experience that they want to create on this track and it's the way he he starts it how fast can the bare feet run the answer is barely isn't it but you can't stop for the pain pop another oxy swallow and hit the brakes and i'm like you know, I never heard anybody like give a defense for oxycontin use in such a way that like almost makes you empathize with somebody needing that drug. I think it's- as you gotta run out of your apartment barefoot because the cops is about to raid it, like what we got in like you know the last track. Right, right, right. And you are in bare feet, and given that you're gonna have to run up a fire escape to the roof, as we're gonna see in the next little bit. But I think it's based on like the context of how you're presenting it right like i, I understand 100 a lot of rappers are like yeah i'm on these oxys and yeah nah, nah, nah. but it's not like they're glorifying the whereas use i think this is, this is trying to explain here's how somebody ends up using oxys yeah and um and i and i don't mean to glorify it i mean it doesn't sound fun it's like oh shit i need to not feel i need to be able to run an inhuman amount otherwise i'm done you know we have to keep going but you can't stop for the pain etc follow the plan you know all the tricks fire escape to the roof stay low stay low when they're screaming out murder they're looking for you they're always looking for you why the fuck they're always looking for you which is a really cool line um that that right there was the line that kind of made me think about like young black men black males uh there that 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 whole culture because it's like the the way that he's saying it it it, it, the u has an emphasis on it that is is really kind of outstanding to me but you're absolutely clear and it's almost like you're you're correct it's about black men being shot by cops why is it always that black men are pinned for fucking shot i think targeted like just okay. full on targeted like hunted 
like the hunted would be the i feel like he's using hunted or whatnot as, as like an, an extreme term it's like we we are trying to pinpoint you for everything whether it's like crimes rapes drugs yeah. blah 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 you know what i mean it's like we're just we're targeting you guys but in a lot of ways specifically murder yes and that's why you know Surely somebody must live without the stiffness. I said, aspiring God, you've been running, so got to keep on running. And so-and-so told you about so-and-so's cousin. They got him, and there wasn't nothing left for her to identify. And then it's like the consequence of getting caught, you know? And you hear about the police and just the way they destroy people and how vicious it is. Like the, it's um, The line so-and-so told you about so-and-so's cousin it's really interesting the way he uses that to explain the way i'm taking it is like this is a normal conversation in a way yeah through like the whole neighborhood it's almost like by a six degrees of separation however you want to spin it everybody is directly impacted i mean only 13 percent or so of america is black so i imagine that that six degrees of separation gets smaller if you target like go within the just that one demographic community and so i imagine everybody knows somebody that has had something happen to them i mean i know people who have had police do things to people in my own very life so if it happens here in montreal one of the safer places on earth i can only imagine we're in the dangerous places it really could feel like you're being targeted and hunted and especially if it's all over social media and especially everybody gets off or a judge hugs the white girl who shoots the guy in the apartment you know anyway well it's fucked up to me like it's weird it's just it's just weird i don't understand it i don't understand why like white girls and i don't want to come off in this kind of way and i'm not trying to generalize to all white women but it seems like a certain degree of white women of a certain whatever who cry or whatever get special treatment like people want to comfort them or whatever and it's like yo this chick shot dudes in his apartment and took his life i don't know it just seems like a weird time for a judge to give uh, a hug. Uh, that that I'm not. I'm a not brother hugging the the guy who like. Yeah, yeah the bro- I, I understand whatever. that that could be his way the of coping. Judge? But what the judge? Are fuck? you kidding? That's some whack ass weird stuff to me. Anyway, at, at least I've come to see it as weird nowadays. Uh, but then it I just, wanted to. Uh, well, I wanted to continue on with uh, disappeared in the blink of an eyeball. Bounce man, bounce man. Oh, oh he, he did. did. Lost and found, found man. He oh, did. Used, used to, to be, be this girl around the way. way. Oh, she did. Looked up to God and you pray. Oh, he did. Oh, oh she, she did. did. Now, and then this is... All these well, people are just getting killed. But I like I like how they're I, I like how they change it up and and it's still like an inevitability. I feel like I kind of had this image that the person who's going he oh he did oh she did oh they did. It's like he's um fuck. It's like Hunger Games when they're like fucking around with the map. It's kind of like an automatic, like, gone, gone. Like, there's, like, some type I of mean, power being instilled with the, oh, she dead, oh, he dead. Like, well, I, don't, I think it's, I don't know about power. I think it's, like, this, like, conditioning of, it's just so, it's so everywhere. It's so blatant. It's just anybody that is black could just become a target for being black in america because of the way and in canada because of the way the situation set up so it becomes like 
regular to the point where it's like, oh, he did. Oh, she did. Oh, he. Like, the numbers just stack up. The, the rates get insane. And I don't know what they say. You got loose. Do not stop. Do not dwell on the past. Use a fool. You got legs. Best to use them. What they say, you got loose, do not stop, do not dwell on the past, use a fool, you got legs, best to use them. That's fascinating. That to me sounds like on top of everything else, you're not allowed to feel the pain of watching your people who look like you getting killed by the police. Oh, that's in the past. Oh, forget about slavery. Oh, forget about systematic racisms and all those other terms. That's the past. Today, everything's better. Oh, you know, you got legs, use them. Best to use them. So in a sense, it's saying run because that's what your only choice left is. But in another sense, I take it like... You know, you got legs, best to use them to work or to change your life or to do whatever. And it's meant to be like a criticism, but doubling in. And I like the fact that like in two bars, he like breaks the fourth wall and has this extra little layer of shit going on, you know. And then don't let them get too close. You've got to be cautious. This ain't knife to a gunfight, but more twig to a tank. I'm like, shit, that's true. It isn't like a knife in a gunfight where, in a sense, you can still win the situation. It's more like you're a fucking twig and that's a tank and your only option is to get the fuck out of there because they will right. take you out and destroy you. And it's crazily descriptive. I don't know. I mean, it flows on and it just kind of almost makes it sound like the older you get the less game they ought to be breaking in they like to meet fresh so just stay alive young men feet to the road again and so it kind of to me is the whole rest of this part flows into basically stay alive because if you can make yeah. it past 25 you're all right you know they only go after them young i picked 25 because of that chicago statistic so like evidently they kill them young and if you can get old enough you can find a way to stay alive you'll likely make it um just so what the, and then he kind of points out like school's useless so you sell it to do drugs and that's why you have to run and so what them books got them dreams and everything lost what does sleep bring you but screams at night where you toss and hope in the stone your motto and bust stay alive at all costs and you're that, just like that is powerful that um that last line to stay alive at all costs it really resonates with i feel i feel it really resonates with the listener in in even if you don't catch a lot of what he's saying the first time around or the second time around, that line specifically will, I feel, will hit because it kind of just reminds you that, like, there's shit going on. It, it, it kind of reminded me in my own in my own life, like, just shit. Like, I have to remember I still got to watch out for myself. You still got to be careful. Like, not saying that I live in, like, a bad place, but it's just, it's the idea of, like, there is shit going on. There is shit bad happening. There is things so, i mean you know, something that was cool for me i think it's again meant to capture the anxiety of what it feels like to be black in america mm. I, I really think it's very specific this album in terms of the market and it's trying to i think in a sense communicate towards anyone who's listening so on the one side if you can relate to it you can relate to it but on the other side if you're somebody like me you can hear this and find empathy for this situation in a deeper way because imagine your existence is this horror movie and instead of hearing over some banger ass beats or whatever you're you're getting an unapologetic horrorness like literally the first sounds of this track are like this <clears throat> gasping sounds like somebody's fucking dying mm -hmm. is the very beginning of this track and i think it's uh it's really powerful art and then it kind of flows into the singiness as um i forgot his name shoot uh damn it i went and changed my page but uh 
the featured dude, Mr. Ed Balloon, uh, doing his little outro bit, which is basically the same part as the beginning when he's singing the Don't Let Them Get Close to Screaming Out Murder and the He Dead part. And I just thought it like flowed into something kind of beautiful, hauntingly bad in content, and so, like in the sense that it's really dark subject matter because it's truthful. Like this, this kind of is a lens that you could put on and look at the current reality and it makes sense. I guess that's why it could be perceived as maybe hard to listen to. But I think it's incredible art for what it is. And I gave it a five on five again. I was a little bit blown away by this. Nice, I gave it a 4.5 on five. I really did enjoy it. The next is a little interlude called Haunting. This is like a girl talking to like some therapist person doctor yeah priest even and like i don't know it's really weird she's just like after i moved into my apartment two weeks ago i woke up and there's all this weird paranormal boring crap but like it basically it, it leads up to her her describing how her friend tried to kill her but it wasn't her friend she was embodied by satan and she's proving it by all this weird goofy shit that goes on in fact if you uh because of genius person testing can because genius.com is a wonderful source somebody actually slowed down the fast forwarded part and she goes from it i saw my brother standing in the doorway and he didn't know this is where i lived because we weren't on the something then one night about two hours after my best friend who lived in there but left to go home for the weekend tried to kill me by smothering me I prayed mentally to God, and the pressure was some, uh, something. Uh, so who was really trying to kill me? Not my friend, but Satan. And there you go. Now you got a little bit of extra for those who didn't know that that's what was in the sped up part. Altogether, I, I believe it's atmospheric, and I think it is showing that there is some dark forces in life that can influence shit, or that people can become susceptible to believe in almost anything rather than what's truthful around them. But I didn't get a lot more out of that. And I gave this a four. This was like, oh, skits. Not Skits I don't really like as much as, let's say, the songs. That was my feeling here. So there you go. I don't think. I, I think I got confused because I feel like this is um, the one that was talking about paranoia. But I've also got the same thing from here, too. I felt like uh, the woman expressing her uh, entities or spiritual hauntingness. Um, I feel like she's just describing what she's kind of making up in her head, given her paranoia from the atmosphere she's coming from. Given the last couple of tracks we've heard and just kind of where we're at in this like story movie thingy kind of learning about, I guess, the areas. It, it, it seems like there's this sense of trying to disconnect herself from like what's really happening and and making up like monsters and shit in her own head and that's kind of what i got there kind of just dealing with like showing the result of what living in these type of conditions or kind of being one of these like night creatures could have on you is what i got from this uh i as well did give it a four on five uh thought it was cool thought it continued nice with the story all right the next track is called the mala ordina so we are back at it with the super interesting uh this track it, the mala ordina is named after this old 1972 uh crime thriller film 
the Italian connection, which was originally called La Mala Ordina. There's, that's where they got the name. And in the music video or lyric video, it's a bunch of scenes from that Italian movie where the lyrics are kind of formed using other images. And it's a really cool effect for a lyric video, but I felt it was not that readable in my opinion, watching it, but it was interesting to watch, so I guess it, it got its cool across. Well, the also Italian translation to English is the Mafia Order uh, right. of the title, so that also kind of gave me this idea that we're going to get some, like, boss type of mentality here. Sure, and then um, it's featuring Benny the Butcher and El Camino, so we expect some... I don't know who El Camino is, but Benny the Butcher just gives me a, a great feeling every time. And then the Rita, who turns out to be a noise artist. And I don't know how to better describe it, but their art or music is organized noise, like that kind of noise. And then they make songs out of it. And uh, that's what they do. So you'll get you'll get some of that at the end of this track. And also at the beginning, it kind of starts off very staticky. And then uh, our Mr. Diggs lyrically just fucks me up again the bags on the table aren't for weight they for body parts and i think that's an interesting point right because uh i believe the goal of this song is to comment on how this gangster mafiosa lifestyle is often portrayed in the media rather than the reality of what these same people that are being glorified do like I mean, it's worth remembering that Pablo Escobar blew up an airplane killing like a hundred people for some domestic terrorism issues or whatever. Like as much as you might glorify him as a successful coke dealer, it's also worth remembering he did that kind of stuff too when you want to compare yourself to him. And is that really admirable? Anyway, um, so just the idea that the bags you're seeing are literally for chopped up body parts and shit victim skin stretched across the wall call it body art and you're like that is definitely the first time i've heard anybody use body art like that i was oh fuck uh bodies for the pile bring them out strapped on a dolly cart anybody out there ain't on drugs yet they should probably start and it's pointing out that like the and what i took from that is the people who commit these actions need drugs or they can't even live that life like how are you supposed to spend your day chopping up bodies and all that crap if you're not fucking high as a kite yes there are probably people who are just okay with it some really sociopathic people, people but like for the most part you would end up doing some fucking drugs to not feel you know right why because this is too real your life's about uh talking about your life's a movie when the party start turn up but you ain't pick a genre, little bitch. That wasn't hardly smart. The script was shit. Your third act really drags. The structure falls apart. So here comes the uh, here the fixer come, clipping limbs to serve him a la carte. That was cool. So I feel like he's kind of taking shots at a lot of rappers and a lot of media people who try to represent this gangster life, but fail to fully represent it. So that's right. when he's talking about the third act falling apart. And then he really goes on and is like, yeah, this is how it really ends after you kill those bodies. Guys to come in, chop those 
those bodies up and get you know like that's really what's going down i kind of also took it as like the third act falling apart is like where you get caught faking all this shit mm -hmm. like you're just and out then here the fixer as in authenticity comes in and chops you wrappers up out of that cart but then it's like but i liked how he said clipping limbs using like the name of the group and everything like that yeah was really it's very good because he's clipping shit and in a sense he's calling out whack fake rappers yeah. but he's doing it in a way that is excellent by describing the reality of what other people are glorifying and i think he redefines it in verse two he goes off like this the horror show was so whack you said you never go back but you standing over the stove talking about you about you really know crack now i like how i like how he's already kind of questioning people who are like kind of indecisive about being in and out of the game like that right so that was interesting and then he, like, he or on. in a sense that you're talking about how the hood how this environment or whatever that you escaped from right. through your music is whatever but now in your music you're whipping up crack in the kitchen right or like uh, i think a really good example of who we could use in a pop angle would be migos who allegedly did a lot of stuff once upon yeah. a time used their music to get out but have essentially like spent the rest of their career pretending that they're still actually whipping up crack in the kitchen right. when right. you're like on tour all the time and paparazzi's watching you you're probably not really still in the kitchen cooking up crack literally so you could argue but their music's about the past but i think the point being the being made in, in this song from mr diggs would right. be okay but if it was such a terrible thing that you escaped from why are you, still why are you making it sound like this is what your world is i mean crack is what a skull do if so if someone get in brain that mean it was nice to know you and that's an amazing line because oh, crack he flips it into a crack skull and then if someone's getting brain which is getting some dome which is getting some head which i really like getting uh that means it was nice to know you the spinal fluid a go-to to thicken the pot and then it's just like oh but that's like a cracked skull and the brain's leaking out and the spinal fluid into the pot which is what you're standing over cooking up the crack and he just flips up a different way that a pot is used with cracking shit open going back to that dealing with dead bodies part of the first verse and you're just like oh holy crap this guy's this guy's mind is the way you describe shit i am i'm enthralled i really like how he follows up it goes the click out in the whip whipping the snot out of a submissive till he shit blood oh you thought they was dicking a thought that was really you like, got your rap shit fucked up and i think yeah go on. well no it just kind of really stood out and it was like it's not hard to believe that there's probably some really fucked up shit that goes on behind a lot of these closed doors in terms of just having power. Well, I mean, I took it more like the clicks gangbanging some submissive until he shits blood because they're fucking him in the ass. But typically you'd run a train on a lady and they're right. flipping that to running a train on a dude but it's also it's and also like his, the idea of imagine yeah. having like an industry plan who's or somebody who blindly signs to your label and does everything you tell them to do you're basically fucking them in the ass without him even realizing it i guess like i kind of took it like that too like in terms of being See, a submissive like he just wants to be the fame or he or she wants to be the fame i mean it could just, be that i just thought because like the following lines are you thought they was dicking a thought you got your rap shit fucked up which i thought was doubling down on how boring and like redundant their stuff is because you hear oh somebody's out there whipping a submissive until you hear he and then it's like wait what guys want to gangbang a guy mm -hmm. oh that can't really happen and then in rap music there's just kind of the general narrative like 
look, say what you will, I'm in Canada. We're totally not as against homosexuality as a lot of other people are up here. So it's hard for me to see a lot of the homophobic crap in hip hop to not be anything other than homophobic crap. But there's a lot of historical shit that gets attached to why certain communities may come off homophobic that makes it harder for me to blindly just be a shit saying these people are wrong for feeling how they feel i'm just not really into it myself i support the lgbqty people as long as uh things you know make sense to it because i do think a lot of people's oppressed and shit but like i think what he's trying to comment there is you're instant expectations out of you know shit is that you know guys are gonna be fucking a bitch like that and it could be that they found some submissive little guy that wants to bend over and just take all that dick all night long but maybe doubled over as you were saying as right. the industry plant type shit right. as well matchstick tucked down your ton pour the oil smell the sulfur then you run and you know just will burn it down and then El Camino comes in and does um, like this gangster ass verse about beating down rappers and generic shit. Generic verse. I don't want to call it's not generic. I, it's, I'm rolling up in the back of a G Wagon. I'm always on G status. Look, 40 on my lap. That's the heat package. I'm from a hood where we beat rappers. Exactly. That's not generic. Like, that's just super generic. Like, no, but it's like, if from, I'm out here on the streets battling you, I beat this rapper. No, no, no. It's more like, yo, check it. We are real gangsters, and we're from the place where when these gangsters run their mouth talking about their shit, we beat them down. I'm like, okay, because uh, it kind of really follows up in the criticisms against right. fake glorification as well. We way too grimy. We don't see rappers. They're supposed to be street, but really actors. I really be with the jackers, the ones who clapping shit and pistol packing, who really trapping cocaine, sell them with 60 in their mattress and do it with passion. And so... I mean, you could argue that that sounds like every other dude. I'd be like, all right, but it fits the track because it's pointing out, look, there's an authentic series of people who lived his life. Right. I'm not sure who El Camino is, but I'm going to assume that he is considered to be in this crew of people that is legitimate and authentic given his placement on this track. Everything he says sounds proper, but really it just sounds like he's a psycho that is living the life because he's passionate about it and he just happens to be a guy who raps you know he doesn't sound like he's trying to be the best rapper he sounds like a gangster that's fucking tired of rappers you know hmm. like it's to me that's I what i took that. from that i see that and then i feel like benny what you coming Oh, I wish he did it, but he didn't. I know I he respect does it. At the end. Oh, does he? No, he does, but he does the, the butcher, butcher. coming, and then he says a certain word I can't say. Okay, that's my favorite. Oh. <laughs> that's yeah. my favorite Benny the Butcher tag. Uh, he doesn't do that on this track, but anyway, because you're dealing with a rapper that smoked contenders for rack, real dope boy. I cook coke in the interval, stretch diamonds right out the pot, everything invisible set, trunk got pies in it, disappeared in five minutes, and I feel like simultaneously you go through these verses from these two and they are exactly what uh mr diggs is talking about but i get the feeling they're from guys who actually live that life so have like almost the authority to speak on the subject so does that does that i guess that's part of the question i guess that's part of the conversation right does that make a difference like because you are like as you're saying, because you can assume or we think that they're legitimately from that I mean, life. I've been listening to Benny for a minute now. 
Benny's being consistent. But when you listen to Benny, Benny's not a glorifier. He doesn't glorify not, it. I've never said and that. I, and I never took it from El Camino in this verse that it's a glorification. He's, right. in fact, almost warning it. Like, look, I really lived this. You don't want this smoke. And in a sense, you look at how Benny ends his verse. We might smile at it ear to ear, but you can tell we evil. These rap people dyed their hair just to sell some singles, you know? And that's an interesting point. If um, if you a bitch or j get a drive switch and sell, it's legal. So he's saying, look, if you can't handle the life, get out, be legal with it, but don't front. And I think that's really the point. Like, don't sell your hair. Don't, don't dye your hair to sell singles. Don't be all fake and whatever. Be authentic and live the life that you're supposed to be living. But then I guess, like, we can quite, I mean... That's that's questionable though. Like, if I choose to be authentic and dyeing my hair green is what it is, and that's what I want to present my. But is it? Yeah, you, you gone like what? Twenty six years? Did you have green hair before? I'm not saying me. No, I'm saying you. So if you all of a sudden dyed your hair green, you're doing it probably to get some clout, right? Yeah. So I mean, you're right. If dudes has always had green hair because he's always had green hair, then he's not dyeing his hair to sell some singles which could be said about certain people in the industry today like i mean i take that like a, a shot at six nine all right well, six, six nine no but six nine specifically sold this gangster rap image with rainbow hair but like also did everything he could like to take on the world through trolling to all sorts of rolling up in people's neighborhoods to right. threaten them on instagram live to take this gangster life and sell it to kids like it's cool and it's right. going to make you money and look how cool it is when it is safe to say at this point because of court testimonial right. that six nine wasn't exactly a real one as we can call it right 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 so i don't believe that if benny the butcher's in a similar situation he's gonna behave the way six nine behaved is all i'm trying to say um i believe that like it's taking like this is what authentic sounds like and comparing it against a lot of the shit that people glorify with like right. again and i don't want to just be taking shots at migos but like honestly like cooking up dope and uh, cooking up dope with a uzi is is a pretty grandiose line just to floss about how whatever it is it's not even a practical way to cook crack okay it's just stupid well, as a I lyric mean, it's, it's like a play on words because that's little uzis in the song so cooking up uzi. oh okay that's fair <laughs> I'll, I'll accept that one time but my whole point in general is the way these guys you know in the kitchen miss whipping like it's the fry you know it just sounds like a good time like everything's a party everybody's living and it's a good but time I mean, I mean so and i think that's where i think that's where i would argue the like maybe it was a good time back in the day like when they get into that memory lane when they go down that road they're like yeah we used to whip it but, in the kitchen like it was stir fry and we flipping bricks and then they make a whole rap like, out of it but like, the whole point is nobody from that life makes it sound like that so why are people making it sound like that you know i mean that's just i mean maybe i'm wrong maybe there are people from that life that make it sound really fun but usually the people from that life don't make it sound fun they may make it sound profitable they may have described how they found success through it but like nobody from that life is like yup this was a good way in an enjoyable easy peasy sunday afternoon right so that's what i'm saying it sounds kind of then inauthentic and almost advocating in a positive way to pursue certain avenues of life because migos is 
whipping it up, you know, in a fun, poppy way. And again, I'm not trying to take shots at Migos. I've come to appreciate their poppiness in some ways or others. But from a content perspective, it's easy to take shots at what they represent. I mean, they they definitely... Anyway, let's, let's, let's move on. I like how right after uh, Benny the Butcher's part, you get Mr. Diggs back and he just comes in as the static starts to like uh, come in under him. Rock, paper, ice pick, nice trick, no homonym, cutouts in the magazine, make letters for your mom and them. I'm like, oh, oh, fuck. That's like a, like a fucking kidnapping and we yeah. got your fucking kid. Who remember arts and crafts? These killers is artisans. And that's an interesting play on artisans and arts and crafts and how they creatively kill with an arsenal to elevate your artery. Start again. Rhyming's incredible here. Uh, rock, paper, zip tie, that slow burn, that drip dry, the fissures in your field. Anyway, it's just an amazing end. And then it gets to the point where the static just overwhelms and it's like a minute and a half a little bit more than that of the Rita so here's the thing I don't enjoy listening to it but it you're not supposed to killed the track I, but I don't I don't know about that no it, it killed the track for me like you I can, think you can I, just I think like skip it if you in this of course you can but I think what it's supposed to do is supposed to put you in this like kind of convoluted thinking all confused type of state after you just kind of went through these like you ain't shit type bars like what kind of like the, the the whole song to me kind of felt like every rapper was just kind of taking their own stance of the, like like you really ain't shit this is what the real life is like like in a well, sense, I didn't take it as in you really ain't shit I took it like they were really just saying this is what the real life is and it's a shame people are not representing it correctly that is not the same thing as you ain't shit i guess i mean i mean it just kind of seems like they're going you guys are representing something you don't understand i would take is a uh, whatever but then given the subject matter and the way he's ending it with these different crimes like you know rock paper gunshot classic out in some spots it's almost like rock paper scissors like how are you gonna go out these are some different ways people kill you know and then it just ends with this like kind of staticky sound and it's almost like oh your life is ending and i think it's supposed to be like you're hearing all of this you're tied up you're in the back you're the one who just got shot and now your life is fading and all that's left is the sound of your blood and as you like die yeah that's what i that's what i took from that like thing because the song's almost like the mafia ordered a hit on you and then went into a more descriptive nature of you know because you know go back to the title right, right, right and this is you getting taken out why because right. you're a fake rapper okay you don't like it no no i think that's actually really cool like that's actually fucking really dope but I don't... It's not very pleasurable to listen to on purpose. Yeah. I give it a 4.75. I thought it was really great in concept. I give it a 4.2. I like the actual song of it, but I don't like... You can just hit skip at the end. You don't have to listen to it. I mean, that's fair. That's part of why I wasn't being too harsh on it. If it was in the middle of the song and you were forced to listen to it every time to get to the end, all right, I would be harsher. But they did it nicely where it gives you the choice of if you want to listen to it or not. And with everybody's headphones having tappities and clickities and easy changing song mechanisms these days, it's not a huge deal. Fair enough. All right. You want to move on to uh, another track? <laughs> yes. It's called Club Down. 
what a cool beat it's got like literal human screams in it and haunting horror sounds where it feels like you're in the middle of chaos and if i'm gonna take a stab at the whole point of this song in a sentence it would be when everybody leaves the club fucked up on drugs and alcohol in the middle of the night shit pops off yeah and that would be the point of this track yeah um but for real like it's just all these horrorish sounds and uh you get this turn the lights off they don't shut the club down shut the club down and if you listen to his vocal track you can almost replace the beat with any club banger right and the way he's delivering it's any banger like right. banger banger but instead it's horror because it's almost a representation of the lights are off the club is shut down you've got to leave and then off it, it kind of starts you know almost like the purge kind of like and that was it's actually really cool you said that because the way it was kind of giving it to me was like the way i was interpreting it was like um like a prison break you know like you're you at these clubs you maintain all of these creatures monsters demons whatever who are doing what they have to do in this like little box thing but then once it shuts down they're now free to roam the streets but they're all intoxicated too well yes 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 yes, yes. anyway so there's squeal out reeks of sewage broken pipes broken promise the thin man stangers lucid for this time of night drying vomit dangles from the beard step mumble shuffle trip but the trajectory is clear he's headed for the covered steps so i might be wrong but to me that's like a homeless guy that's kind of drunk or whatever. Maybe he's a little crusty, got a beard, he's old, and he sees some covered chefs, and he's trying to get there because he knows what's coming. You know, the, that's how I picture it. Mm -hmm. uh, then he remembers some poetry or that his favorite film is Gene Kelly leaping Technicolor through the fray and feeling glorious. That's Singing in the Rain. So if your favorite movie is Singing in the Rain, you're probably not young or you're, and if you're a dude, I mean, it's just really rare to see young dudes that are into musicals like that. The ladies, it's different. They all seem to really like Gene Kelly. So if you're trying to get laid, just some macking game, uh, knowing who Gene Kelly is will probably help you get your yourself in her good graces. Uh, the story is an allegory for days, and I guess it's how, like, I don't really know how it's an allegory for days, but you're looking at how in, in the movie sound or whatever gets introduced into the elements or, or they start to have to, so they're in, in singing in the rain, they're creating a movie uh, and it's like in the era before sound was added to videos and then they started making a talkie, so a movie with talking and then to adjust and adapt to that. So it's almost like in the nighttime, um, and the daytime are, are in like stark contrast to one another. So anyway, uh, night's coming now, so his days are beautiful and lovely, but in the night it's scary and kind of bad, you know? Uh, it's all hands on deck to chase the pain away. Dealers rocking parkas with plenty pockets of, uh, I like how he flips the flow there. Yeah. Dealers rocking parkas with plenty pro uh, pockets for product of money, horrors, the logics of babies holler from college. The symphony is tectonic and shit, and it does that flow is fucking crazy. It's really crazy. It's really tight. And you know, his control of like, the way that he controls on when he switches the flow or whatnot, uh, it's, so it, nice. it's so instant that it, it catches you all the time like but you're always the, just like whoa what but in this whole like section here it kind of like ends up with uh, everybody's doing this shit in the hopes of getting a golden noose for the net golden goose from a fairy tale shitting faberge eggs which i believe is the goose that would shit golden eggs and it became a whole thing and there is a very expensive egg called a faberge egg if i'm not mistaken or it's a series of eggs um 
and you just kind of get the sense that in the nighttime everybody doing their hustles and their grinds everybody's trying to like make their money in whatever way possible all with the hopes of like catching that big break here it snitches shit bricks then quick to talk pig light and then dart that black t- dart too slick for that kid tapping the window while looking over his shoulder stop looking over your shoulder you're never caught from behind as long as you keep moving forward which is a really cool uh line i feel because it, it kind of enforces the idea that you have to just keep progressing you have to keep but it almost forward. like also calls back to the earlier track where you have to keep moving forward and you can't really stop right, because it's dangerous because people are looking for you people but are hunting it, you so so it's almost like that's the mentality and but I like those people that says. are trying to like stop or like get help or get shelters right. are, are almost dangerous it's not how it is you got to run right um because you know they long for sleep like the immortal be zombies but they got this portal in their minds and the molecules get rewired every trip they're taking through time and they trip in nightly the blacks of their eyes igniting so here what you're what i'm picturing is a bunch of kids on pills fucking running the streets being reckless i mean in the 90s pcp was a huge thing now i believe everyone's just on the different painkillers and other such things i mean i'm certain there's different drugs in different neighborhoods like there's not a lot of meth in montreal from what i can tell um anyway so you just get the sense uh everything's burning and, and kind of bad a body's losing a feeling and falling down from the ceiling is blapping the smoke that's rising the sun is just so enticing the sun is a small price for the right to live out your vices now and then it's an interesting point we almost want this environment of chaos for the right to indulge in sin which is an interesting idea like everyone wants to be able to do their drugs but this is the consequence of it and then they shut the bottle down uh, shut the club down and every night a- after the club it goes down plenty mo rounds bodies bodies on the ground you know they pull out on main street i'll stumble out and everybody's fucked up and hotties hardly walk now everybody's passed out in the backseat of a taxi so they never hear a sound so it's almost like everybody is so fucked up and everybody's so faded that people aren't even aware of all of the violence and dark things that come associated with it because like when you're so drunk you're so caught up in your world that you don't even realize you know just how fucked up things can be then i like how he's using that imagery of like trying to escape but he's more focusing on like the darkness of the atmosphere like it's not most most rap music or a lot of rap music is based on i drink to escape my problems and blah 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 and he's taking away from i feel like he's he's moving away from the let's glorify the drinking problem and let's talk about what's actually happening and if you think about the last track which was kind of commenting on the lifestyles that are glorified Mm -hmm. i think this song takes that same narrative and goes yo you're all into this club hopping blackout drunk living life but here's the other side of here's what you're not realizing that's happening well here here's what you're not communicating is the other side of this world you know and then he's kind of putting the horror-esque feel of a drunk dangerous place and then i love the fact that he flips up to the singing chorus you know it's the city in the city you only see one and it all look pretty well it all begun but the shit it got balanced about a gun all the money in the world ain't gonna stop none of this gangster shit that gangster shit because the whole world loving that gangster shit and i think it's pointing out that yeah there's the city and the city 
and you only see one. So there's the good side of the city and the bad side of the city, and you only see the one that you see, even though at the beginning it all looked kind of nice. Or maybe it's sober or intoxicated, but there's some dichotomy that gets faced up. At the end of the day, how are you supposed to fix the problem when people are drawn to the dangerous side of this gangster life that's marketed and preached at everyone as such a cool and admirable thing, when at the end of the day, it's really not a problem that you can solve by just oh let's start another social program might go a little bit deeper than that and then i like how in the second verse it's like fast like everybody's fucked up and he's just going crazy quick with it like what you know uh bitch what you know about that don't act like a newbie new d-boys get jacked what you need is a new jack swing and a true truly discerning taste for the bass like a foodie so it almost sounds like you have to do the drugs and really understand it and really get into that world Harmony's cruelly high when it's on a step. Stepped on dope is a safety net, and the dope fiends cry, but they don't regret. Everybody get high, go out today, turn the lights off. And it just feels like everyone ends up needing to, feels this need to be in this life because it comforts you or it makes you feel safe. Like it makes the entire environment that ironically is caused by this circumstance to, to be like a comforting thing. And then it just kind of ends up with that little outro because it repeats the chorus and whatnot and it's got this like intensity to it the whole way through the track um and this ends with got the 20s and the 50s wrapped up under all the ones two for 25 for 50 you could move a couple tons you could put it in the blood or you could put it in the lungs but whatever you cough up remember that it all begun with that gangster shit and i think it's kind of again a little bit commentating on drug dealing and just how it can make a lot of money but at the same time it can also be taken in a multiple different ways and has a bigger impact but we should all remember that it kind of comes from that gangster shit i think it has like a a little add to the this is the type of lifestyle that maybe y'all are kind of trying to live and while y'all are following those paths you're not also seeing what's around you as well like kind of the same idea or message that we kind of get from the song but he's also interpolating like it's not just maybe about drinking or being in your own world like that or going to parties it could also be like this avenue when you're trying to be that kingpin dope selling gangster you're also not you're so focused on that that you're not really seeing other consequences or other things that are in your atmosphere which is also really cool too fair enough i just i really like this song again i think it really has shown the versatility in this album and how like there's a constant flow to how the subjects kind of build on each other so uh, i just find it cool like we took almost like the haunting uh interlude kind of takes the the fear of maybe the police or that that first little chapter and moves it into the glorification media by showing us how you can feel possessed by forces around you and then showing in the next couple of tracks how i guess hip-hop and media can be used to sell images that really have horrific consequences to it and it's just like, incredible before we move into the rest of the album it's just incredible what we've gotten in the first six tracks this one gets another 4.75 for me I gave this song a 4.5. I really did enjoy it. I agree with Holden. It's so far, everything we're getting is really diverse and really just different. And oh, especially just, sorry not to cut you off, but just the way he does all these freaking awesome traditional pop flows over this creepy yeah, ass screamy is, horror beat. That is where I really started to kind of really get it, kind of fall in love with a lot of what he's doing is because it's just, this is modern flows, modern sounds, modern just 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 the way it's happening but the the beat production and 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 the 
the creativity behind it so far is just so spectacular that I'm I'm really in, I'm really interested to see like what else we get like just I know what we get I'm more saying like oh. just when we were doing the album it was like we have to go back in time apparently the last album is also worth reviewing for the story arc it brings being super interesting and I can't wait having read a little description of it to talk about that project it does sound like it's a prophecy you should not mumble Chris that's also a prophecy it's like a minute and like 10 seconds of like it sounds to me like wheels in a hospital cart going around the hallway like some creepy nurse is like like rolling a cart down and like some needles again get injected in somebody and then the last two seconds it kind of sounds like there's a muffled voice and that's all i got on this this sounds atmospheric so i suppose as a break and a palate cleanser to change the theme of the album it can serve its role really well my enjoyment of it is eh it's there it doesn't sound that bad it doesn't actually sound exciting it's just there so i give it a four so what i kind of took from this was like a dark broken up shack in the middle of the woods somebody's tied up there kind of not knowing where they are kind of clueless of what what the location is and i feel like there's a kind of a generator in the background that's kind of just running and there's like i can kind of picture like a dark light and i do agree with the muffling sounds you can kind of hear somebody's like calling out for help or something like that but it's not like like you can hear them it's, it's really like the late. last two seconds right but it's like it's like it's, for me i kind of was like okay no i I, you, I can hear something uh but that's kind of how i got and i feel like it, it does kind of set up for the next song just the way that uh once you, once we talk about it i kind of feel like it connects uh, i gave it a four on five all right, so I guess that's the end of part one of this review. We're going to call it cut in halftime here. We're going to go get ready to record part two, as you would imagine comes after part one. That's usually how it works. So thank you all for watching so much. We do this because they get long as it is. It's going to be over an hour. So you can imagine with a half an hour, the extra half an album to come, that one giant like two and a half hour video is a little daunting. So this is what we do. And let us know if you don't care and you just want us to do it in one video too. But so far, nobody's complained about this and it's been fun. Um, so let us know what you think for sure in the comments. We are absolutely looking forward to hearing what you have to say. We're excited for it. And, and just keep in mind when you come and leave the comment about it all that, you know, part two's coming and you should check that out too. Because, I mean, I totally want to hear all your, your ideas on the whole album on part one. I'm not trying to dismiss that at all. I'm just saying uh, we got a part two. So like it's like the first half and then there's the second half. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to interacting with you. If you make that effort to comment, I'll make that effort to respond to y'all. If you're on Spotify, you can hit us up on the Facebook and Twitter at Behind That Suits on uh, both uh, channels and I guess Instagram too. You can holler at us there. And um, yeah, so thank you all for watching. And special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane Linda, Williams, and Connie Sparse. They help us out a lot. They support what we do to help us get a new camera. They're technically the reason we're on Spotify now. And I'm going to bring that up because it's fun, it's new, it's exciting. I now have a music spotify back in and a podcast spotify back in because i make music so that's fun that's awesome for me i feel cool knowing that i get like you know whatever so follow us on spotify um or like this video or subscribe to this channel or comment all that good stuff um anyway uh if the patrons also tell us what albums they want us to review so next week mr linda williams will get his review request in and uh, you'll see a few of those on this channel they have great taste, but if you want us to review anything, whether it's that obscure album that you really want us to review, or 
your cousin's mixtape or some pops thing or whatever that's a good way to get that done anyway we, i make music just dropped an album last week yep this week last week i don't know it came up either way it's on it's on spotify it's me last week if you're putting this out. i don't know it doesn't matter when either way check on the channel you can check that out all on the same platforms everywhere i'd be very curious to to hear what you think of my stuff and uh, he's on the album mr christopher over there we'll get some of his music out onto all the platforms soon because that's what we do up in here and uh anyway that's fun live long and prosper